podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wisden World Cup Daily Podcast. India are off to a winning start, beating Australia by six wickets at Chennai. It was a win set up by their bowlers, who bundled Australia out for 200, but India were given a big scare with the new ball, slipping to two for three, before a brilliant stand between Virat Kohli and Kara Hall rescued them. I'm joined by Wisnidi ahead of content, Abhishek Mukherjee. Abhishek, f- first of all, that was just so, so cool from Kohli and Rahul, wasn't it? Yeah, but not uh, very uh, unexpected. Uh, Kohli has done this in ODIs at any levels over the years. And I mean, uh, these chases, when uh, even when Kohli, uh, not even when Kohli peaked, even before that, even after that, Kohli has has been great in chases. He always seemed to have things in control. Uh, Rahul, since his return, he has looked very good. He was good before that. He has a very good record at four and five. And uh, it is unusual for a test opener to do so well at four and five over a reasonably long period. But uh, he has adapted well, and today was yeah, just another example. Yeah, I guess just trying to think of other test openers who do that. I guess Tom Latham is similar, isn't it? They're both yes good players with spin as well. But it's, it's actually more common the other way around, isn't it? That you get test middle order players who become ODI openers, like I think the likes of Mark Waugh, Adam Gilchrist. But yeah, it's a bit yes. Yeah. Tendulkar, Ganguly, Rohit Sharma. I mean, you find them. Yeah, I mean, so, right. Uh, Right, when Sri Lanka won the World Cup in '96, yeah. Roshan Mahanama batted in the middle order. He used to be a test opener. He was the only long-term, I mean, before this generation. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I was trying to work out um, what what should we actually make of the new ball collapse. I mean, it wasn't lost on many that in India's last World Cup game they were they were five for three in that semi-final against New Zealand, and they have a similar slide today. And India fans are sort of fearing the worst, going, you know, that's the same thing all over again. But I guess get, looking at actually what what matters from it, Gil will come in for the next game and Rohit just yes. got a really, really good ball. And those are two brilliant new ball bowlers. So then you're down to Shreya but then his was probably the worst shot of the lot, you know, chipping yes. to extra cover. Um, I guess, I wonder, I mean... There, there was some suggestion that Kara Hall should, should bat at four all the time. I, d- I don't know what you think about that. But I guess especially in this sort of situation when we've, we just talked about Kara Hall being a brilliant test opener, maybe that's who you want setting the ship. And Shreya is kind of in the team because he's so good against spin. If you're coming in in the, you know, in the second over, you're going to need to play quite a lot of pace. Yes. So I wonder if maybe there could have been a, a tiny bit of flexibility there. Or do you think there might be a case to just bat Kara Hall at number four because he's got a brilliant, brilliant record there? Yeah, but Ayer also has a very good record at four. So, yes, but what you said makes a lot of sense because be flexible with four and five and use uh, Rahul and Ayer at, I mean, essentially not not dip, not decide their batting position based on the wickets that have fallen, but also on the overs and who the bowlers are. Because uh, today, uh, we'll come to that. I mean, uh, Zampa was the main threat given how the pitch behaved in the first half. And... Uh, I would have been more comfortable if Ayer had been saved for Zampa. Yeah, I mean, Carahul play, played Zampa pretty well. Uh, but as, uh, yeah, you just met uh, on Zampa, I guess. India bowled brilliantly. And we should talk about their spinners as well. But do you think actually 
both captains misread the conditions. I mean, Rohit looked really, really unhappy to have lost the toss. And then Australia choose to to bat first. But then Zampa was so much less effective than the Australia spinners. And it seemed like Jew was the big factor. Um, yes. Do you think that, did they just get that wrong? Or was it just that India's spinners bowled loads better than, than Zampa did, I guess? In, the Indian spinners bowled uh, really well. But what put uh, what uh, really put Zampa off the mark was the first over when Rahul played those beautiful shots through a short third. So he played some exquisite shots. Uh, he played with the turn, but one of them was off a googly as well. So and that over, uh, Zampa never found Zampa was never uh, as dangerous as he is after that. So it may also be put to not Australians improve their records after falling into a pool or after having pool accidents. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, he still at least wasn't a a world record bad yeah. spell for Zampa, which it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, but then I guess did Australia misread the conditions in another way? I guess even if batting first might have been an okay decision, and you know, Rohit clearly wanted to, only kind of only having one frontline spinner. I guess it's tricky because who you're going to leave out out of you know Green, who's your prize all rounder, or Cummins, Stark, and Hazelwood. That's that's a tough decision. But equally, India's spinners were so good, and Australia, you know, Maxwell. He's not a, a spinner of the class of, of, of Ashwin or Jadeja. I mean, you know, who is? But, like, is Australia's team balance right, do you think? Or do you think they need to look at it going forward? I feel very uncomfortable that they are here with one specialist spinner. Maxwell has bowled 67 overs in 17 ODIs in India. That is four overs a match. That is That doesn't make him a frontline spinner. Mm-hmm. But uh, So they are without a second spinner for the entire World Cup, not just for this match. So that that be, because pitches like these will happen. There will be flat pitches. There will be pitches that that assist seem. Uh, uh, but pitches like this will also be there. And Australia today was against India, but Australia may be up on pitches on a pitch like this against Bangladesh or even Afghanistan. If if it's a rank turner and against Afghanistan, Australia may still win, but it won't be easy. Mm, yeah. Um. It was interesting, Nathan Lyon saying today that kind of saying it almost like a, a come and get me please to the Australia selectors. I mean, it's it's a little bit late for that because they've already picked the squad. But uh, that's an intriguing option. Isn't it? I mean, he's not a guy who plays loads of ODI cricket, uh, but equally he is a, a very, very good spinner. Uh, and that might be what Australia needs. And I don't know how, uh, how it can work in terms of... So uh, obviously the issue they've had is Ashton Agar's been ruled out but I guess they've mm-hmm. they've got to try and find a way to get him in for an injury thing I guess head is injured but I don't think they can bring him in for a player who is already injured uh but that y- you wonder if if a guy like that just go old school pick a brilliant spinner uh and and see if that is is a you know is the thing that can change your fortunes around the one problem with that is what if India uh, what if Australia doesn't get another pitch like this mm-hmm so that if we if they somehow pick Lion for head, then he becomes redundant if they don't run into another pitch like this. So that'll be a big risk. But again, at the on the on the other hand, no, I very few overseas spinners have bowled as good as Lion. I know it's a different format, but very few overseas spinners have bowled as good as Lion in India. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, he has played only three ODIs in India, I think. But 
He has not been particularly, he has not exactly gone through, but he has been very economical. So I'm not sure. I mean, it, it will be a massive risk to pick someone who has not played ODIs, but then uh, India have also been pressured. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. What did you make Australia's approach sort of more generally, I guess, I guess with the bat? Um, they were flying so high a few weeks ago, you know, against Africa. They were just smashing it all around the place. They would, you know, they were, Look like they were batting down to number 10. They were using that full license by just going so hard all the time. Uh, today, they, didn't, they don't bat as deep now that the likes of Hazelwood is back in. I mean, Cummins and Stark can bat, but it's not quite as all-rounder heavy as it was before. Yes. But they still felt a bit timid, maybe, and that they... I mean, I guess that's one of those things when you're, when you're playing with a side that isn't like the one you're going to play in the World Cup, you're going to have to work it out as you go along. And I don't know if they got it right today. What, what, what did you think? Uh, they could have attacked the spinners a bit more. They could have. I know it's it's way more, way easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, especially given how the Indian spinners bowl today, Jadeja has not has not taken wickets in a while. I mean, consistently. But today the pitch suited him and he ran and he was in his element. I mean, as he often is. But before that, it was uh, when the ball was still very new. Ashwin bowled the ball that left Smith. It felt like a test match. I mean, we have seen that Ashwin do that in test matches. Beat back, beat the outside edge of the right-hander, of a very good right-hander like that. And once that happened... Uh, between then and when Jadeja got Smith, I think uh, uh, Smith didn't look and didn't was a bit hesitant to play his shot. And uh, once the Smith Labushin pair was as long as Smith Labushin were batting, they were still in it. But once that broke through, Javan Jadeja uh, took two in and over. After that, uh, it fell apart yeah they were so good weren't they and like and Ashwin was brilliant you know coming back in it's, it's been so, so much sort of said and and written about that in the past sort of few weeks but he yeah just, just come in and bowl or almost like he's he's never been away and it, and there was a, a, on it feeling like a test match there was a brilliant video someone did of uh the ball that Jadeja got Smith with that was maybe just about the ball of the game that sort of yes. it was also a brilliant setup wasn't it he bowled the first two of the over that little bit quicker or the, the the two balls he bowled him before that that little bit quicker and then this one was slower so it had a bit more action on it and Smith was groping for but not quite far enough because it was slower so it dropped that bit more and it turns past and you have Smith giving almost like one of his test match star reactions when he's been beaten by a really yes. good one where he yes. sort of shakes his head doesn't know what's happened kind of thing but someone did a video with uh, a dismissal from the Border Gravisca Trophy uh, early this year that was essentially identical with the ball from Jadeja coming in and then s- switching to the coloured clothes uh, halfway down, which was uh, which was pretty clever. Abhishek, what, what, what was your moment of the game? I would say the uh, Marsh's catch, uh, Marsh, the catch Marsh dropped of Kohli. I mean, had Marsh held uh, the catch, it might have been a different result because... Uh, Having and uh, India will have to keep that in mind because catches won't go down. Every, I know every. It's also a point that India won't be two uh, three down for two every time, but catches won't uh, won't go down early in the innings every time either. So yeah, I mean that 
was probably the most important moment. Yeah, I think I, th- I mean I think you're right in terms of importance. It was just a great sort of moment from a, a theatre point of view. I mean, Mitch Marsh has had such an amazing kind of few months, and he's normally such a safe fielder. A bit of a sort of a mix up between him and Kerry, and you had Cummins' face as well after. I don't think he was as angry as his face looked in the slow motion. I think he was more kind of just it was a momentary flicker but I don't think he was he was livid at Mitch Marsh it didn't seem like that after the game but uh it was just a great bit of uh of TV my moment of the game was also just a, another quite sort of almost comical moment which is the winning shot in the game and I think Kara yeah. Hall looked about as disappointed as possible to be when you've just hit one of the best bowls in the world in Pat Cummins over extra cover for six to win a World Cup game, having been two for three, uh, because I, hmm? I'll tell you tell you something. When India and Australia played in Chennai uh, in 1987, uh, that was also the World Tournament opener for both sides. So Australia scored 268, and at the at the interval, the umpires uh, and uh, the Australian side pointed out that one of Dean Jones's shots was actually a six; it was given a four. So, and India agreed to make it a six and Australia won by one run. So, that day, uh, Australia converted a four into a six. Today, probably Rahul would have wanted to do it the other way around at the same value. Yeah, that's, that is amazing. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because cricketers will sometimes tell you that milestones don't matter. But uh, it's, it's, see, I don't think Kara Hall was worried about the the net run rate boost would have got if he'd gone four then four or four then six rather than just finishing yes. with six right then. But yeah, that 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 was that was. But but he did play brilliantly and he is a brilliant player. And I guess he's one of those as well who like he's been talked about for so long as like maybe the you know the successor or another player to be alongside the likes of Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma. And there have been flashes of how good he can be, and it's never. I would say it's still the case. It's never quite clicks that he's dominated like a big series or a world cup or something like that and if he can do that this time I mean, he's in brilliant form he's a brilliant ODI player that would just take him up a level in that kind of estimation among Indian batters yes. wouldn't it even in the 2019 world cup he did pretty well uh, given that he had to switch positions half during the tournament he was batting at four then Thawan got injured and he had to open but apart from that and the Border Gavaskar Trophy 2016-17, Rahul doesn't have that that one series that will remember be remembered as Rahul's series. So maybe I hope just that this one is it. So looking ahead now to the New Zealand-Netherlands game tomorrow, uh, there's still no Kane Williamson for New Zealand. And uh, we saw that New Zealand-Netherlands can be a, a dangerous team against Pakistan. Yes. I guess... Oh, on that game, but also a bit more generally, uh, we've now seen every side play once. I guess which side has most changed your opinion from the start of the tournament to this point, do you think? Difficult to say. I, I would say it would be New Zealand. Because New Zealand have not had a very... New Zealand This year, New Zealand lost a series in India. This year, New Zealand lost a series in Pakistan. They have, uh, early, last month, New Zealand lost a series in England. So, uh, essentially, New Zealand have not done well of late this year. But uh, uh, as we saw in the tournament opener, they have lifted the game and lifted it significantly. 
we probably expect after England made that score, we probably expected New Zealand to win. We probably didn't expect them to win like that. This is a New Zealand we didn't expect and teams will be wary because they are also prepared to go the England to a 2019 way. Basically put in as, make their batting as deep and possible and attack from as early as possible in the innings. Hmm. So yeah, we'll be seeing more of this. Yeah, and I guess it's it's Ravindra uh, being able to be an opener or a top three batter that just makes yes. it so much easier to balance a side. Uh, I mean, they were a bit hamstrung in this 11 because they had three players injured, so they only left out one guy, but that was the, the it, specialist. It's sorry, yes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they had Chapman at seven, so that, that is batting deep, and they've got they've got some all-rounders. I'd, I'd say that it's almost in a similar vein that actually I think South Africa have changed my opinion of them a fair bit. I mean... Yes. It's easy to say because they got a massive score. Uh, and it's also worth saying that it was a Sri Lanka side who were missing uh, their two best spinners, you know, in, you know, Hasranga's not going to play the tournament at all and Tikshana just missed this game. Um, so it's not the toughest test. But I, I kind of thought that, it, but basically it's Razi van der Dusen being back in form. Like if he's back in form, yes. that just, that changes the look of that side. Because if, when he was a bit struggling for form, you think like, well, if you've just got, six batters and then actually the tail starts from Jansen is a very talented around but I don't think you can properly rely on him yet if it starts from kind of seven down you've just got six batters five bowlers that looks flimsy but all of a sudden if you know Van der is back to being that player who can you know average 60 65 you've got Bavuma who is also ridiculously consistent and then the rest are also very consistent now but also explosive then that looks like a top six that actually teams are going to just really struggle to get through that and get to that tail. Maybe it happens once or twice, but that's different to what happening three or four times. If it happens once or twice, but they win the others, they make the semi-finals. If it happens three or four times, they get knocked out in the group stages and then you get to the semi-finals and anything can happen, I guess. So I feel like South Africa, I had not, 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 not written off at all, but I sort of thought that might be the thing that just where they came unstuck. But if Van der Dissen's back in form, then uh, I can see that being a... Uh, uh, so one problem South Africa have is if Janssen is injured, their balance will fall apart completely. If Janssen has a bad day with the ball, uh, I mean, not not a bad day, but uh, they have exactly one all-rounder. They're, I mean, apart from, if you uh, consider Maharaj, I mean, he's the only one from that tail who bats. Mm-hmm. And so essentially that is, he's the best of the four bowlers. And of the batters, only Markram bowls. Mm-hmm. So I think that is South Africa. So we are talking about a very unusual South African side that bats better than they both. You think of them as having great rounds as well, don't you? I guess they do yes, have yes. Peth Laquire in the squad, but I think they're right to just back their strengths, basically. Like they have yes. four, well, five really good bowlers. Janssen is a really good bowler and they have six really good batters. So don't try and fudge. Like I don't think the side is almost... The side, the side is weaker, even if you might lengthen the batting by picking Pethlequayo. Yes. Uh, so I think they, they're doing the right thing. But yeah, essentially, Jensen has to play all nine league matches. Yeah, unless unless they uh, have cruised through, and then they can maybe rest him for one or two. Yes. But yeah, you're, you're you're right, and it's a lot on him. He's a, you know a young guy making his way. But I'd say I couldn't pick a top four now. I don't think. But South Africa have edged up in my estimations, I think. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Uh, do join us tomorrow.
Social Podcast Network.